हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर दर प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन दर डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो Digital transformation has been taking place for several years. However, the moment of digital design does not lie in the future. It is already here. An elegant digital design is not a product of great imagination or a result of an idea. Rather, it is a product of carefully plotted design elements chosen to create a visual representation of the idea and the imagination. it is not about the picture placed together and arranged in a way that creates a story it is about creating a harmony among the elements and having them come together in a final product that is outstanding in this episode we interact with revti kant chief design officer at titan company limited she will share her journey of working with titan with a professional experience of nurturing the growth of a company she will also share with us the different factors that lead to development in the bigger picture so let's get into a conversation with her on the mantra of great design to discover designering from the industry perspective hello revti welcome to avantika designering series podcast thank you so much for honoring us uh with your time and record uh the show for our listeners thank you rohit the pleasure is all mine i really look forward to this uh, same here so revti what intrigues me about you is you are the most sought after design leader in the world of design in india but you're not trained designer so how did you achieve this how did how did you land up being where you are <laughs> rohit thanks for the compliment <laughs> first you know the way i look at uh, design you know i feel design is much greater than the act of designing you know so i think i am a design thinker a design strategist and a design evangelist and you know uh, i believe that my role is really to bridge the world of design with the world of business and uh, you know to really achieve this uh, one needs to be you know uh, familiar with both sides pretty well one needs to understand both sides uh, pretty well and the you know like the nuances of design creativity aesthetics form function is very very critical at the same time understanding consumers manufacturing constraints time to market pricing margin etc all that are equally important so i believe a uh, you know a good understanding of uh, both and a good hands on working on both sides uh, it has really helped me so you know though i am not a trained designer i feel that uh, i am in a position to contribute uh, to this uh, field of design significantly and uh, well it's been my experience and my journey uh, which is kind of 
helped me on those skill sets. Wow, super. So usually people switch companies very fast. Whereas you've been with Titan nearly majority part of your career. How has that happened? Um, how has it been working with Titan in different roles and responsibilities? Can you take us through your professional journey? Yeah, I've had a fabulous journey at Titan. I've spent a lot of years here, almost 30 years in this company. Uh, straight after my college, I came to Titan to do my, you know, the final semester project like everybody does. And then I kind of got an opportunity to join this company. I must say it's, it's truly a unique place. And this company gives you the opportunity you know, to have, you to express yourself in the best possible manner. There is enough freedom, lots and lots of opportunities to grow, grow yourself, grow with the company. And that's what I have done. Fortunately for me, when I uh, joined the company, I, of course, joined in market research. And uh, after a couple of years, say just about two years or so, I got an opportunity to uh, move to marketing. And uh, I was posted out of India, uh, looking at West Asia and Africa, based out of Dubai. And uh, it was a journey of 10 years uh, in that particular role. And it was the best learning experience in my career, I must say. Completely new geography, new set of consumers, new sets of challenges. And that, uh, that exposed me to the world at large of all the international brands. And, you know, I would say that was one very, very important phase in my career. When we wanted to come back to India and uh, I was wanting to definitely do something different from what I had done earlier and I was always passionate about uh, product and you know how we can take the product in the best possible manner to the consumers and in my previous part of my career I had enough experience of dealing with consumers market and understanding and then I got this opportunity uh, to look at design first I was a little skeptical because I had never done design prior to that, design as in design, but of course I was always handling products. Uh, I said, no, this looks something very interesting. Let me give it a try. That's how I moved back to India in 2005 and uh, took on the role of heading the design uh, for the watches business. And it was fabulous. I never uh, you know, realized that I could connect with design so well I would be able to add value to this by bringing, you know, the two worlds I was talking about earlier. And that's what happened. And it was uh, it was extremely, extremely satisfying for me. And I then decided to choose this as my career path. And when a larger opportunity opened out in the company for, for heading the jewelry in the jewelry division, the function of design, innovation and new product development, I kind of took it. And it was again another fabulous journey of seven eight years because jewelry is a completely different category but the principles of design of course uh, are are similar and gave me the opportunity to kind of really transform that business and transform uh, the way we look at design in that business so post that we realized that as a company when design is such an integral and a strategic part of business we must build a center of excellence and that's how i am here and doing what i'm doing today so we have put together all the uh, designs from all the businesses under one head and created a vertical called Design Excellence Center, which I head today as, uh, as the chief design officer of the company. And uh, it is fabulous because 
we look at design for multi categories we have people from multiple disciplines you know different kind of designers working together in a buzzing creative space and uh, well that's how it happened it was not planned but it somewhere kind of uh, you know took this shape and i'm very happy to uh, you know where it has led me to and what i have learned in this journey so it's been uh, fantastic and and it gives it gives me the view of the entire company because one is working with all the business uh, given the position it gives me the access to the topmost uh, leadership and you know in the decision making of the company so really my my dream was always to take design to the highest level give voice to design and to designers because design really deserves that place and when you look at a complex corporate uh, structure to bring design to that highest level has has been a challenge and that's been my journey for the last 15 years so yeah that's how it's been and it's been fabulous wow super i'm sure um, it's it's very exciting and uh, fulfilling uh, because i'm sure that if you if you've stuck around to an organization for such a long time it inspires you it's something that adds value to you as well as much as the value that you add to the organization so moving to my next question revti um understanding the soul of a project is the foundation upon which a complete design solution is built what i wish to know is how does the design process work at titan and has it changed in these challenging times i think rohit it's a very very important question because when we all talk about design we generally don't talk about what sets this uh, you know design to really succeed and and i strongly believe that there has to be a robust design process which is constantly at work and fortunately for us we have worked on it and we have a good design process at titan which helps us to consistently deliver great results you know so our, uh, let me explain the very briefly the kind of process we have so our process starts with an in-depth understanding of the consumer parallelly we bring in the mega trends macro trends micro trends which impact all of us that is another key uh, information area which we are constantly looking at and we follow a 3i process of uh, uh, design which is you know immersion inspiration and implementation that's how we call it and uh, the most important thing is we look for inspirations which are more suitable for our user for that particular category and we really deep dive into it and come up with what we call as deep design stories so a process of immersion in that particular subject of whatever we are inspired with helps us to come up with some very authentic uh, you know interpretations of that inspiration so which is what we take it forward as our concepts and of course then once we have the concepts which are truly based on the inspiration but at the same time relevant to the business and the category which takes into account the consumer understanding and mega trends we have the concepts which are ready to be refined further and then we of course apply the business constraints to it and then they are taken forward so when we follow this kind of a process which is pretty holistic and a, has a 360 degree view to it looking at the end user as 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 a key stakeholder we tend to uh, come up with more hits than misses i would say so once we follow this process it helps us achieve designs which when launched in the market give us very good uh, you know sell through give us good business and hence we make it uh, successful 
So I'm, as you said, the design process is really the backbone of this entire thing. And it's important to have that. Otherwise, it could be very ad hoc and very random and may not, may not lead to a certain kind of result. Now, coming to the second part of your question, yes, of course, uh, this pandemic has taught all of us different lessons and things do undergo a change. And as I speak, this is also a very evolving process because there are various interventions which, which help, which kind of makes us think again and, you know, bring in the best practices. So it's, it's quite a dynamic process. But having said that, the most important change, I would say, uh, is at this point in time is to embrace digital technology. And uh, digital has influenced all of us in a big way. It has influenced our way of working right from the, you know, the immersion piece I was talking about, which used to be really physical. And I would not want to substitute physical with digital because when you immerse yourself physically, especially with designers, when they immerse themselves physically in, into a particular experience, they are able to come up with, you know, the right kind of interpretation. I very strongly believe in that process. But, but, you know, today it is not possible. And hence that also becomes the world of internet gives us enough and enough information and helps us do the, in the immersion part of it uh, digitally. A whole lot of things, everything, immersion, concept creation, sharing, even giving that further for development, all of that has been digitized. And I think that is a big fundamental change which we have all have experienced uh, at this point. So that's really in brief the process uh, we, we strictly follow. Hey, did you know the new Titan office in Bangalore, which looks like a floating island or a cruise ship, has been built with inputs from the employees. Nature loving, the campus looks like a jeweled emerald island or a brightly lit ship surrounded by water. It's open air, asymmetric campus consists of three low rises stone clad buildings. Oh, that's that's really interesting. In fact, while you were sharing this process, one of the other things that struck me was Titan has so many brands in its portfolio and each of those brands have a very different personality. For example, Raga is associated with sensuality. Fast Track is bold and aggressive. The question that I have is as a leader, while managing all these brands and its teams, how do you manage to change the gears in design thinking uh, through all of these dynamic personalities? <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. It can be very difficult at times, you know. It can be difficult, especially uh, more than shifting brands. It, you know, For me, in my mind, shifting categories could get complex. You know, there are days when I start with watches, then, then they move on to jewelry, then to eyewear, then to accessories. And, you know, and within them, we have different brands with totally different personalities. So it is quite, I think, a lot of, you know, a mental work, so to say. See, what I'm trying to do is the only way I'm able to manage is, is really shut off one and put my complete focus onto the next. So when I am doing a particular thing, I'm 100% present in that particular thing. So that, you know, when I'm, let's say, I'm on to fast track, I'm so focused on to fast track that, you know, the whole brand personality, the whole consumer and the design language comes alive in my head. So I'm able to focus on fast track. When I shift gears and let's say when I move to Tanish, I live, I immerse myself in the world of Tanish, which brings me alive the whole aspects of brand Tanish, its personality, its design language, all of it. 
but it is it is a mental exercise frankly and and it was difficult for me and i have kind of achieved a balance through practice i must confess that's how it is because they are different and and they hit you at different points in time and, and every day is a different day but uh, but it i think i guess i have made this i don't know whether this is the best way to do it but this is how i do it with focus 100% on whatever you're doing at this point in time gives me uh, a complete focus on that particular brand or i'm sure in the starting days all of this would have been a challenge uh, but over a period of time you would have definitely uh, mastered in terms of juggling between all of these different personalities <laughs> yes so <laughs> rave steve jobs uh, famously said most people make the mistake of thinking design is what it looks like people think it's this veneer that the designers are handed this box and told make it look good that's not what we think the design is it's it's just what it looks like and feels like design is how it works my question is what is driving force behind design thinking as such see what steve jobs said is absolutely right and it's unfortunate that you know people uh, associate design with something which looks good which is so superficial it is such a it's just like a facade which is so wrong and you know i have understood this and i actually evangelize it and i whenever i get a chance i talk about it say that come on to me design is a solution provider period design comes up with solutions which which are just not available or accessible to you very easily and you know why is design important today design is important because it helps it helps companies to stay relevant during times like these times like unprecedented changes you know and design is definitely not superficial it's very much very much integral to the existence of that particular product or that particular service we talk about the form we talk about the function and it is not just about making and, and it's 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 been it's been like that for a while that people think if something looks good you say ah oh, it's a beautiful design but when it functions beautifully when it gives you all the comfort when it makes you happy that is also design so i mean there are such uh, fundamental uh, principles of good design and good design when you were to consider it is not at all superficial it is very much integral so where i think uh, you know the whole design thinking actually is really a process which helps us to come up with optimal solution for any problem so so when i talk want to talk about design thinking and in fact design thinking is a word which has actually come about looking at the way designers think very simply put it is not an analytical way of thinking whereas it is about how designers think completely diverge look all around come up with all kinds of imaginations ideas put it together look at you know look at without any barriers without any boundary then you converge then you converge and pick whatever you think is the best possible solution so so design thinking fundamentally works on uh, this principle of first diverge and converge and when you do that you come up with a solution to a problem it could be any kind of a problem the second fundamental thing about design thinking is it talks about keep the user at the center you know you whom are you designing for is very very important you know once you have the user at the center you create something you go back to the user check it out you iterate you refine and you then come back to it and it's a cycle which keeps going on and on and on so design thinking actually has uh, i would say Uh, a, a terminology which arrived from the way how designers think 
and it is a very fundamental way of solving the most complex problems uh, which we are facing in the world today. And, and I strongly believe that design thinking is a very powerful tool. It should be used not by designers. Designers by nature think uh, that way. But it is for soli so finding solutions to the most complex problems in the world. When we use this kind of a methodology, it helps us. And hence, I would say the role of design is if it could the, is to solve consumer problems, it could be to solve any big problem. And hence, and in the journey, in the process, design makes it look good, design makes it function great, it, design makes it, uh, you know, very comfortable. And those are all the things which comes along with design. So I would really like to scrap this notion that something looks beautiful, it is designed well. It is not. It is way beyond and it's a way beyond and far more powerful than what what generally people think. What well, that's uh, beautifully expressed and, and very interesting thought process. In fact, Revti, in one of your interviews, you mentioned the future of design looks very optimistic and very promising because if we are talking about making India Atmanirbhar and a sustainable manufacturing hub, then design plays a vital role in helping manufacturers achieve this. My question is, what is the roadblock that we have in terms of accomplishing this? Yeah, I recently said this and you're very right. And I very strongly believe in this. And, and I'm very much for this whole initiative of Atmanirbhar Bharat because I think it's high time. We really took this in our hands and made it happen. And I'm also saying that this is really the best opportunity for the design fraternity to really unleash themselves and make a difference in India. You know, when you talk of impediment or, you know, what is the roadblock? You know, what I'm thinking is the fundamental issue I feel is we all work in silos, you know. So we need the fundamental thing here is the need to collaborate better. And, and you know, and we must build strong ecosystems for each sector where, you know, when I talk about, let's take, take any particular sector. And then we need to have, you know, every component required for the sector has to be designed and manufactured in the country. So when the, basically the ecosystem should be such that it is interdependent at the same time self-sufficient. So when we are able to build this, let's say for every sector, then where is the need to go anywhere? Today, the problem is we don't work cohesively and we are all doing our own thing. So if you're manufacturing a car, for example, so you have a great factory to manufacture car, certain parts of the car but, and putting it together. But the components, are we able to get all the components within the country? So if the ecosystem was to be built wherein everything comes, so and that's how China really operates today. They have a brilliant ecosystem. So I feel that is a very important thing which India needs to work on to build a strong ecosystem. And to this ecosystem, I'm talking about design is going to play a very, very critical role. So if you're talking about manufacture in India, it has to be preceded by design in India. So to me, design in India and manufacture in India really go hand in hand to create products which are truly world-class and which we can say that India has really arrived there. So it is it is really a great opportunity. And once we have that capability, if we are able to build, build the, you know, the brand and we are able to market ourselves, then I believe there is no stopping us. It is, I think the fundamental thing is to collaborate between key disciplines and make sure that, you know, small, medium, large, all sectors come together and really scale up. See, Titan has been, I would say, Atmanirbhar Bharat is a clarion call today, but Titan has been doing it for the last 30 years. 
I tightened Tata's, Godridge, Asian Paints, Mahindra. I could name so many Indian companies who are doing it. But today, the important thing is to get so many more in the MSME sector, so many more companies, industries to come up in all sectors and make it really big. Scale it up. Scale it up in such a way that we become totally uh, independent and uh, self-sufficient and truly, truly Atmanirbhar. And design is really at the center of all this and a great, great opportunity for us, the design fraternity, to make of this fundamental shift. Did you know the Titan Innovation Hub at IIT Madras Research Park Chennai enables Titan to leverage the specialized expertise of the faculty and students to utilize their facilities, labs in creating a collaborative environment between industry and academia through joint research projects and consulting assignments and in creating a self-sustaining, technologically fertile environment. Absolutely, well said. In fact, um, in in our entire uh, perspective of uh, teaching young minds uh, to take up design as a career option, the activities that we are doing through uh, this podcast show and various other initiatives is to bring across stories of leaders like you and inspire individuals to look at design uh, seriously and as a part of um, as a part of the process or the activity that they are doing. Absolutely well said. So, uh, Revti, taking uh, its roots from human computer interaction, today the service design family stands to be the most significant single design discipline on the globe. My question is, what are the seismic shifts that are going to happen in the digital design industry and how this change will move the focus on consumers and creators? You know, the digital design industry today is truly, truly driven by the latest development which is happening in the field of technology. And it is so dynamic, it is so fast, the technology is, you know, every day there is something new happening. So there is a lot of excitement and and the digital design industry is is constantly impacted by these developments. So if we were to talk of some of the seismic shifts, so to say, are, you know, the first one which comes to mind is really augmented reality and virtual reality. They have become common words for many of us, you know. These two are very, very big transitions which are definitely impacting all our lives. And uh, if we are today, the pandemic has actually, I would say, accelerated this whole process of adapt adoption. You know, earlier we were not embracing technology so easily. And today, everybody, all of us are kind of forced to, in some manner or the other, take on to it. So, and that is really a good thing, which is accelerating the whole uh, part of adoption and seeing it in our own lives. So, for example, live streaming and, you know, is, is, is a really big piece in retail today. And everything is about live streaming because people are not able to physically visit. Live streaming is becoming so important. The other thing I'm seeing as today, it is getting bigger. It has not reached the, the highest decibel levels, but it's getting bigger is this whole piece on the conversational commerce. You know, everything is, is being led by voice. So we are still, I mean, as we speak, we are still in the journey of texting, but this is going to be completely 
replaced by voice and voice is going to be a very very big shift in industry and technologies like 5G and all of those they are all being built to support this so no longer are we going to pick up the phone and you know type something everything is going to be voice driven and that's a, that's a very big shift today all our uh, uh, systems and infrastructure is built on not on voice and so that is a fundamental shift which will impact so how do you design keeping voice in mind you know today the ui ux uh, part of uh, the visual design uh, is, is is in a certain way because it is still driven by touch but when touch gets transformed to voice it is going to unleash something really new which which we all which the especially the designers need to think about so i would say that consumers i mean we are all consumers in some way or the other and we are all creators and consumers and creators both are being impacted uh, in a very big way because of this fundamental shifts which are happening and the i would say that it is important for creators to quickly adapt to the technologies because and this is the only way to cater to the consumers because the consumers are aspiring for those they are getting to see that happening in some sector or the other once the consumer sees something happening the consumer expectations automatically rises and if somebody else is not keeping up to it then it looks like yeah you are not progressive enough and hence this is very very go uh, going it's going to be very important and this play i would say is a very dynamic one so whatever i have said is near term i really don't know in long term it could be something else sitting there which is in the making which is going to come and impact all of us so the most critical thing is to be vigilant to be always watchful to be looking at the trends looking at weak signals amplifying them at the right place adapting them quickly to be abreast of this uh, technology is what i would think would be very very critical absolutely in fact uh, taking a cue uh, from this opinion when it comes to building great products design is absolutely an essential feature in fact we moved into the stage where product design sets companies apart and gives a real edge over competitors so so absolutely uh, well said in fact revti my next question is what are the main principles and approaches that will help to design great products yeah so i think i touched upon it earlier but i would say this is what we follow and i am very uh, sure that it kind of helps is is actually it's it's like a you know triangle to me it is uh, the and one one edge of the triangle you have you know you need to have in depth consumer understanding who is the consumer for whom we are creating because today there are multiple consumer segments each consumer behaving differently in different scenarios different occasions different uh, you know mindsets so it's very critical to be sure that who is the consumer what are the consumer needs and aspirations deep dive have a very clear consumer persona in mind to begin with so in depth consumer understanding before you touch your pen to the paper they need to know this uh, so these are very very uh, basic and fundamental first is that the second is because all of us are constantly impacted by trends you know in mega trends macro trends micro trends so we are all influenced and today uh in the world we live in there is no it's not like trends are set in italy or trends are set in the us no anything which is set anywhere is in the, in your hand in your phone in the next minute so people are constantly upgrading themselves constantly looking at trends and trends are influencing all of us so we can't be you know not be looking at trends so in before designing i think understanding these trends and the implications of this, those trends to your geography to your category to 
your business becomes very, very important. So that is another important piece. And the third piece, as I said, is, is of course, if you're going to be authentic, if you want to be very different and unique from what anybody else has been, then it has been, it should be an honest journey of deep dive and finding out, you know, the world is full of inspirations. Everywhere there are inspirations, but taking on a great inspiration and interpreting them. That's where the skill sets come. How do you interpret a great uh, inspiration? So to me, this, the, Mantra for creating great products is, is really a combination of in-depth consumer understanding, understanding the trends and of course having a great inspiration and, tra and transforming or translating that to create great products, which is of course, you know, uh, backed by a robust design process. This is a very, very simple uh, mantra to create great designs consistently. Hey, do you know Raga by Titan has launched Proud to be Me digital campaign that celebrates the spirit of self-expression and inclusivity in the society. Through this campaign, the brand talks about nurturing your relationship with yourself and embracing who you really are. In fact, Revti, when you touch upon uh, the mantra part of it, what I can't skip from my mind is the entire uh, focus on brand communication, uh, uh, you know, which is absolutely uh, at the core of a great design as well as a great product. In fact, uh, effective brand communication uh, design services determine the overall success of, of any brand. The question that I have is, what qualities should communication designers possessed to perform creatively and effectively in addressing the complex visual construct challenges of today? Mm, it's, it's actually a very important and a related question. And, and it, is, it is indeed a complex world today. And we are bombarded by, you know, so much of information that the attention span today is very, very minimal. I mean, what we can absorb and what we can retain. So the task of communication designers becomes all the more challenging. So um, I would think that, you know, communication designers first must, the first fundamental thing which is, whom are they creating it for? First of all, who is for whom? Because there are all kinds of people. So which is the consumer segment I'm targeting? What is the task and what am I creating? Whom am I creating it for? The first question. The second, what is the purpose of this communication? So what, what are we going to achieve through this communication? So once you have answers to that question, it is that the important thing is, you know, we, as you also rightly said, we live in a very complex world. So the most important thing here is simplicity. So simplicity truly matters. I mean, to create a communication where the message can be understood by maximum number of people with, the, with minimum effort is really the measure of success of a communication designer. And is, I'm saying it very simply, but this is the most difficult task to achieve. When you have a message, you've got to simplify it and reach it out to maximum number of people. And is, is really the most critical challenge faced by the communication designers. And that's, that's something they must always strive for. Because that's the balance they need to achieve, uh, to, to reach out and simplify. To me, many a times when we look at a certain brand communication it looks great on visual effects and graphics and all of it. But 
it in the end you would say okay so what what you don't even remember the brand name or you don't even remember what impacted you but it was a beautiful visual but that is not really the purpose of the communication the when when a brand is communicating it has got a core message which needs to seamlessly go across and touch the audience and there has to be a ah uh, wow factor you know unless you achieve that is the finesse uh, in communication which can which needs to be uh, learned achieved and which needs to be practiced so that is really the creative challenge and i think simplifying matters at at a at a certain level and then of course creatively building it is is really the task i would say and that's something which every uh, communication designer must must work hard absolutely well said and in fact while you were talking about all sorts of uh, uh, the interconnected aspect uh, you know one of the other questions that come to my mind is many designers think intersectionality is a better way of looking at all of the factors that can influence the use of your product and service what do you think about this and how do you think intersectionality influence design and strategy at work yeah i am a strong believer in intersections i must say and to me uh, intersection brings innovation so if you want to come up with some kind of a disruption i would say look at intersection so it is real, it's it's actually the space you know which can bring opposites together two conflicting ideas together and it is really the joining of the dots you know that you find newer ideas and newer solutions so when two conflicting things come together then you start thinking how do i make it work and that is in the thinking in the joining the dots is where that whole innovation is sitting and and i feel it is important in every sector if you look at uh, intersections will always give you newer ideas if you were to look at it otherwise you know okay this is the consumer this is the journey and this is how i'm working that it will take you in a certain direction but bring two two different things and try to find the point of intersection it gives you ideas which are truly unique uh, which has a, it's actually a breeding ground for innovation so i would think looking at intersection is a very very core uh, part of uh, creating you know of the design strategy and uh, you know in when we talk of let's say uh, launching something creating something specific for a certain target group so you know when we look at consumer segments so there are the people at the periphery who are really the trend setters who are the first movers so understanding them many a times rather than understanding the core would give you great ideas as to how you need to do these things which could give you a unique differentiator of course then you can adapt it and make it more uh, suitable for the masses but looking at the periphery looking at intersections between two conflicting things is really a critical uh, uh, area which can give some brilliant uh, brilliant uh, thoughts or new ideas from a innovation point absolutely and when we speak about this intersectionality the one area that we cannot escape is technology which is playing an absolutely vital role in working of design the art of collaboration is where uh, they are truly innovating my question to you is how is technology influencing the world of design yeah i think technology is really influencing everything around the world influencing all of us and when we come specially to design i think today the world is moving towards a space where it is the convergence of design and technology which is which is really a very very big dominating trend in the market so it is through two coming together 
and converging at, at a point which makes a difference. So, so the whole digitization is, is playing a key role in various facets of design and design process. I mean, which I spoke about even in our own way of working, how digitization has kind of influenced the way we work. So digitization is one piece uh, which has got a very, very strong influence. And today, as technology becomes more pervasive, now consumers are asking for better experiences across the value chain. So again, this, this is what builds consumer aspirations. And it is you know, imperative for us, for designers, for design communities to accept this change. And we need to use technology to amplify our ability to design. So if, if design says, yeah, technology is a different discipline, I am a different discipline, and let me do what I'm doing traditionally, whereas technology is moving at a faster pace, there would be a total disconnect. So the field of design has to move parallel, in fact, to or it needs to have a convergence at, some, at various points in time with technology to remain relevant, to be cutting edge, and all of that. So, so designers today have this dual task of keeping themselves abreast with what's, what's happening, what's latest in technology. So if I want to talk about, um, for example, technology like 3D printing, I mean, it is the latest technology, uh, manufacturing technology available today. And this is certainly changing the way we design. Because 3D printing has, it has done various things. It has cut off our entire, let's say, uh, uh, the whole cycle of product development. And the kind of designing which is required for a 3D printed product is also different. So, so technology coming up, embracing that, understanding them, and keeping one uh, ahead is, is very, very critical from, from, for the designers today. And the other thing I would feel today is artificial intelligence. AI is playing a very, very critical uh, role in product design. It is still not fully successful because AI takes some time to learn, but there is so much work happening around the world wherein we can, you know, where AI can actually help us uh, in, in making better decision making or I'm not saying AI will ever ever replace a designer because design is original, design is created, but AI can actually help us uh, save a lot of time, uh, do things quickly. AI can give us an opportunity to possibly look at a perspective which, which a human mind has missed. So there is a lot of research happening in this space and to keep our, oneself abreast in these technology and embrace the technology, it is very, very critical. So ultimately, all this technology, as they come, they get democratized, you know. So what will stand out then is design. So hence, convergence of design and technology is critical. And as we move along, design will remain the true, true, true differentiator when technology is truly, totally democratized. That's, that's my thinking on this. Super, Revti. And that brings me to my last question. At Avantika University, we are neither training in design, neither in engineering. We call it designering. What's your opinion on our philosophy? Do you think it makes sense to train the next uh, breed of talent with this philosophy? Yeah, I think Rohit uh, Avantika University is doing a great job. I think I must first congratulate uh, Avantika University for pioneering this. You know, designering, uh, when we spoke the other day, I said designering is such a great concept because we have the best of both worlds, design and engineering. And, and when we talk of product design, both these disciplines are very, very closely related. Designers must understand engineering, of course, aspects, I mean, not the entire engineering, but the engineering aspects of what they are creating. And engineers must appreciate the form factor and all of that which the design brings in. 
and I think it's truly the need of the hour because we are also talking about design and engineering coming together for creating a world-class manufacturing and making our country Atmanirbhar. And when we are talking about this kind of a concept, I think this whole collaboration is so important, what we touched upon earlier. And you at an education level, at, at a, as an institute, are aiding students to acquire uh, this kind of, uh, of, uh, of uh, you know, what I would say, uh, uh, knowledge and which can be implemented uh, tomorrow. So I think it's truly brilliant. Designering is, is really a great concept and I think it's a way to go. It, it helps, it really helps in real life uh, application. So fabulous uh, thought process. I mean, for and great job for pioneering this uh, for a, for India. I think uh, Avantika University and all of you, you are doing a wonderful job. Thank you, thank you so much, Revti, uh, for sharing your opinion. And it was a wonderful experience recording the show with you. I'm sure uh, there's a lot uh, for our uh, for our listeners to learn from your experience, your opinions. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Rohit. And I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. It was indeed uh, very, very interesting. Thank you so much for having on the show. Thanks. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the rate avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hub Hopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.